Praise God. Let's stand up and open in prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this precious time, the opportunity that you have given us, Lord, to come together to study and fellowship around your word. I thank you, mighty God, that every heart is ready to receive and every ear is anointed to hear what you have to say to us this morning. Thank you, Father, for supernatural recall of the scriptures, and I believe your word will flow accurately with power and clarity, undistracted and hindered by any demonic force. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for all that will be accomplished through your word by your spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And we'll be careful to give you alone the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that will be accomplished through your word this morning in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. amen. Come on, turn to two, three people and say, I'm ready to receive the word of God. Ready to receive the word of God. Amen. How many of you guys is the first time you are in church this year? This is the first time you are in church this year. Can I see your hands, please? I promise you you're not in trouble. I promise you're not in I won't tell Jesus, ne? I won't tell on you. First time you care. All right. So which means you missed out on two meetings that were very important. The first one was our crossover meeting, and the second one was um, last week, because we declared the theme for the year for 2004, amen? And we believe that the word for, did I say anything wrong? Nah, just checking if they're listening. Just checking they're listening, okay. I'm checking this. Thank you. To 2024. Amen? 2024. I wish it was 2004-ish. wish I was, you know, gone are those days when my tummy was flat. 2004, I was flat. Now you guys, Amen? <laughs> Alright, so we declare that 2024 is the year of? The year of? Say, this year, God is increasing me. This year, God is growing me. Amen? So now, until the end of uh, January or maybe until the beginning of Feb, we'll be talking about how to position ourselves for increasing growth. Amen? How to position ourselves for increasing growth. So we started last week with um, the word for last week. And the title of, of last week's message was Increasing Your Capacity. Increasing what? Your capacity. And we looked into the story of this woman in the book of Second uh, Kings um, where this woman, what happened to her, um, the, the debtors were, the creditors were coming to take her her sons because of uh, the debt that she owed. 
And she went to the man of God and she said, listen, this is what I'm about to lose my children. I don't want to lose my children. And the man of God said, what do you have? And she said, I don't have anything. I've got just a little jar of oil in my house. And she, he said to her, go and borrow vessels. Amen. Go and borrow vessels from your neighbors. He did not say go borrow from your neighbor. He said go borrow from your neighbors. And he said take all the vessels that you can get. And he said then get into your room and close the door and, the oil, and start pouring the oil into all those vessels. And she was pouring oil in those vessels until all the vessels were full of oil. And then she asked one of her sons, and he says, is there any other vessel? Are there any more vessels left? That son said, mom, you've used all the vessels. We don't have any more. And the Bible says when she did not have any more vessels, the oil did what? Stopped. It ceased. It stopped being poured. So in other words, if she had more vessels, the oil would have continued to do what? To flow. If she had more capacity, the oil would have continued to flow. But the oil stopped flowing because there was no more capacity. Amen? Which is where we are getting our title, Increase Your Capacity. Because in order for God to grow you, you need to increase your capacity. Say this, I must increase my capacity. I must grow my capacity. Now, we also looked at the definition of the word capacity, and we said that it is the maximum amount that something can contain, the magnitude, the space, the extent, the size, the room. Capacity is the maximum amount that something can contain. So there are certain things that I believe God wants to release in our lives, but we do not have capacity for those things. Amen? There are no capa- oh sorry he does not want me to fall. I'm wondering what did I do? He's not calling me from the top. He's calling me from from the feet. Letala, letala. Thank you, sir. Say I must have capacity. Yeah, we both peel, eh? It's like I'm gonna tie it. So the, but now I feel tight this side, loose this side. So you might as well do again this side so I can feel tight on both sides. Now we are testing the heart now. And the wife is looking. You thought you are the only one that he goes down on his knees for. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Much, much appreciated. Amen. All right. Uh, where were we? There are things that God wants to release in our, in, in our lives, but we don't have capacity for those things. There are certain scriptures that we are still struggling with because we do not have capacity for those scriptures. God can tell you that, listen, this is what I want to do with your life. This is how I want to use you, or this is what I want to bless you with. But your mind will block that from happening because you cannot receive what God is saying because you do not have what? Capacity. So the word of God helps us increase our what? Capacity. So today's word, that was just um, a recap from last week, all right? Today's word is increase your capacity through the word. Say this to me. Say the word of God. 
will help me increase my capacity. The word of God will help me grow my capacity. Let's go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Acts 20, verse 32. I'm already here. Can I start reading? Are you there? Tobacco said, how low can you go? Mina, I'm saying, how fast can you go with opening your Bible? All right. There we go. Now, I want the B part, right? The B part meaning we're going to read the second part of Acts 20, 30. Okay, no, no, no. This is fine. He says, so now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. To the word of? To the word of? Which is able. What is able? Huh? Say it all in full. The word of his grace. Say the word of his grace is able. Now it says here, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able. Say the word of his grace is able. Say the word of his grace has the power to do what? To build you up. Say, the word of God has the power to build me up. The word of God is able to build me up. Okay, let's put it this way. Say, the word of God is able to increase my capacity. The word of God is able to grow my capacity. Come on, the word of God has the ability to increase my capacity. He says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. To do what? Build you up. The word of God is able to do what? To build you up. So if you want to be built up in the word, if you want to grow in the word, if you want to increase in the things of God, what must you use in order for you to get that? Say the word of God. It says it's able to build you up and give you an inheritance. Yeah? So it's not only building you up, but it also gives you what? An inheritance, which means there is an inheritance for you and I, and in order for us to walk in it, what do we need? The Word of God. It also means without the Word of God, we will not walk in the inheritance that God has in store for us. Can you see how important the Word is? It's not only the source of our faith. But it also is the source of our inheritance. It is also the source of our capacity. We get built up in it. We get increased in it, by it, in it, through it, because of it, whatever you want to say. When we increase our capacity, God can pour more into our lives. 
You see, there are things that God wants to do, but you don't have capacity for. There are things that God wants to do, but you do not have the faith for it. There are things that God wants to do, but your mind cannot comprehend them. Your mind disqualifies you from those things. Hello, family. Our capacity determines our receiving. Say this to me. Say, my capacity determines my receiving. So we have to work on our capacity. We have to develop our capacity. Let's go back to that woman. What did she do? The man of God said to her, go and borrow empty vessels. This is what she could have done. She could have reasoned and questioned the instruction. She could have said, man of God, I told you I've got nothing. I told you that I've got a little. I don't want to go bother people and go borrow people's vessels. Because I'm a loner. I live by myself. I don't want nobody's help. I'm very concerned about how people look at me and they'll start looking at me like a beggar. She could have said those things to the man of God. No, I'm not going to get up and waste my time. I'm resting. I'm relaxing here. I'm not going to get up and go and do as you say. She could have said that. But no, she took what the man of God said, took responsibility. She got up and she went and did according to the word that was instructed to her. So there was obedience right there. There was no questioning. Hello? There was no reasoning. Probably her mind was going through a lot of things, but she did not allow what happened in her mind to stop her from doing what was instructed. She probably thought about it. Ash was this man of God. Why am I next door? <laughs> Hello? She could have said that. What's mean I just love living by myself, living alone and Hello? But no, she went and borrowed. And because she borrowed, then her house was filled. And I believe even those that borrowed her, she probably gave some to them. Because she had more than enough. The responsibility is completely on you and I. Say the responsibility to grow my capacity is completely on me. Say I have to develop my own capacity. I have to develop. I have to grow. I have to increase my capacity. So how do I do that? The scripture says the word of God, the word of his grace is able to build you up, is able to grow you, is able to increase you, is able to give you the faith for what God has in store for you. Let's go to Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Daniel eleven thirty-two. 32. 
Are you there? Daniel 11. That's where I want the B part, meaning the second part of verse 32. It says here, but the people who know their God. Can you see that? But the people who know their God shall be how? Who will be strong? Who will be strong? What does it mean? So what does it mean to the people that don't know their God? What about them? They're not strong, right? They'll be weak, ne? I like the way you say it, even the expression. They'll be weak. You know, they will be weak. Amen? Say, if I do not know God, I am weak. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Hello? The people who know their God. But here's a question. How do I know God? How do I know God? Who was that? Through? Through? Say, if I don't know the word of God, I do not know God. Say, if the word is far from me, God is far from me. Say, God is as close to me as the word is. God is as far from me as the word is. No word, no God. No God, no word. I thought I was going to get an amen right there. If I'm not getting an amen, I will assume that it was a rebuke to you. So if you can't say amen, at least say ouch. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> Are we together, family? Jesus said to his disciples, you of little faith. What did he mean? He meant you of little word. Because little word, little faith. Little word, little faith. So if I want too much faith, what must I have? What must I have? So the more I meditate on the word of God, the more I study the word of God, the more I speak the word of God, the more I believe the word, and the more I believe the word, the more I'm able to receive whatever the word promises. Because my capacity is growing. It's enlarging. Hello? You can never know God without knowing his word. God has given us his word in order for us to know him. We're trying to get to know God through a whole lot of things. You will never get to know God if you do not open your Bible. God is locked up in the pages of your Bible. When we grow in the word, we grow in capacity. So those who know the word shall be strong. So here on the scripture, but those who know their God, we can change that word God to word. Those who know their word, 
Hello? Because God and His Word are one. Those who know their Word know can be what? Strong. How much Word do you know? Listen, let me tell you the reason why you don't read your Bible. It's not because you don't want to. You want to read the Bible. But you know why you don't get to read it? Because you are under attack. Whenever I decide to watch a soccer game, I don't get any attacks. Nothing stops me. Even my sleep or my desire to sleep cooperates. <laughs> Hello? I, and I will watch that game until the end without struggling on my sleep. Yesterday, without yawning. Yesterday, I watched two games. So, and I had my Bible and my iPad going through the scriptures. And when my wife is gone after she went to bed, because she can't keep up with my love for soccer, I put my earphones. And in my earphones, worship is playing. And I am praying in the spirit while I am feeding my eyes with soccer, my spirit is having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Hello? I, 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 don't need, I don't need to hear the commentators anymore, even though it's very interesting. So when I'm watching alone, I put my earphones, and I play worship, and I watch my soccer. So... For me, it works because I'm, you know, sh- sh- what, shooting two birds with one stone, right? So I'm having fellowship while I'm also watching my soccer. Because me, I made a deal with God when he called me. I said, Lord, I know there are certain movies you don't like me to watch. That's fine. I know there's a certain kind of music you don't want me to listen to. I said, that's fine. But don't touch my soccer. <laughs> if, if you want me to say yes to the call... Don't touch my soccer. He said, my son, we have a deal. I said, fine. <laughs> ah, but it was not fair because I'm not watching it as much as I used to. You know? Where was I? Please help me. Those who know the word shall be what? Say the word will make me strong. Those who know the word shall carry out great exploits. And, and, and it says here, make full use of, the word exploits is to make full use of and derive benefit. And to derive what? Benefit from. So the word build up that we find in the script, previous scripture. The word build up means to increase. It means to enlarge. It means rising. Remember the word of God is able to do what? Build you up. It means to expand and it means to multiply. So in other words, the word is able to increase you. And the word has the ability to enlarge you 
And the word has the ability to raise us up. It also has the ability to accelerate and it can expand us and the word can multiply us. Say what? The word can enlarge us. The word can raise us up. The word can expand us. The word can accelerate us. And the word can multiply us. So do you want to be enlarged? You need the word of God. Do you want to accelerate? You need the word of God. Do you want to expand? You need the word of God. You want to multiply? You need the word of God. So what must I do with this word? Go with me to Colossians 3.16. Maybe you've got, I, I want you to get this thing. Maybe you don't understand. Fine, I must get the word of God. I've got my Bible. What must I do with my Bible? No, there's something that you need to do with the Bible. Huh? There's something that you must do with the Bible. Galatians 3, I mean Colossians 3.16. It says here, let the word of God or Christ dwell in you. How? How? Let the word of God do what? How? Now remember, the word dwell is the same as the word abide. It means to reside. Reside. To find residence. It means to stay. It means to be housed. Let the word of God be housed in you. Let it find residence in you. Let it abide in you. What? Let it stay in you. So if God was to open your heart, will he find word? Will he find word? Or will he find complaints, criticism? Hello? What will he find if he was to open your heart. It says here, let the word of Christ dwell in you. He could have said, let it just dwell in you. That would have been enough. That would have given the point that God wants his word to dwell in us. But no, he says, it must dwell in you. How? Richly. Richly. What is rich? I mean, there are people that have money. And there are people that don't have money, and there are people that are rich in money. So what is the difference between having money, looking for money, and being rich in money? It's overflowing, it's abundant. Hello? There's too much of it. And when you are rich with money, you don't worry about certain things that people with no money worry about. When you have too much money, there's, certain, there's, there's a certain way in which you look at life. You look at life from a higher position because you have money. When you have money, you know, it affects the way in which you walk and talk and conduct yourself. 
When you have money, you can be easily be mistaken from being arrogant just because you know what your bank account looks like. I'm talking about money, but I'm trying to get you to think about the word. When the word of God dwells in you richly, there's a way in which you look at things. <laughs> it, it, changes, it changes how you see things. You, you, you don't see things like normal people that are trying to get money see things. Uh-uh. You, don't, you don't see things like people that have okay money look at things. When you have money, when you have the word richly, you're different. You, you, you talk different. You, you talk with pride, but it's not pride. Uh, you can be easily be mistaken for being proud, but you are not proud. You, you just have word. <laughs> when, they say, when they say to you, hey, 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 but they are firing us. We, tomorrow we won't have a job. And say, oh my God, shall supply all my needs according to his riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. Why are you not panicking the way we are panicking? Uh, the Bible says I must not be anxious about anything, you know, but, 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 but in everything, by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, I just make my request known to God. And that peace of God, that transcends or, 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 or that is above your understanding. Guards and rules my heart. They, 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 say, they say to you, oh, oh, you're busy coughing, you're, you're, you're coughing, are you okay? By his stripes, I am healed. Don't be concerned about my cough. That's not the reality. My reality is that by his, I am. You, you sound like you are arrogant, but you are not arrogant. You just know who you are, because the word of God is richly in your heart. Hello? They, they steal your car and like your attitude is like, God is making room for another one. Capacity. <laughs> Capacity. Hello? My mom spoke to me the other day. She said to me, my son, I'm very concerned. I'm like, what's wrong, mama? She said, we need to pray seriously about this thing of you losing cars. I'm like, Mama Gwenja, how many cars have I lost? And she says, yo. And she started naming them. I'm like, I think I've got capacity. You know, because when this one goes, another one comes. When this one, so, so, so my faith in God providing from my transportation is on another level. It's on another level. <laughs> it's on another level. I don't panic when I don't have a car because I know a car. There it is. The car is ca- <laughs> Woo! capacity. Your attitude changes when you've got the word of God full in your heart. You don't see loss as loss. Really, it's as if you're crazy. You, you don't see loss as, as loss. You see loss as gain. Hello. It steals things from you. You just turn it into a seed. You just sow them. 
Let the word of God do what? Dwell in you how? 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 Richly. 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 So in other words, today's rich is not tomorrow's rich. So you can't camp in today's rich. You need another level of rich. So today's word is enough for today's faith. Tomorrow you need more word for more faith. Sunday's word is for Sunday's faith. Monday needs its word in order for faith for Monday to come. It's the same with the devil. Today's temptation is expired. Tomorrow he comes with a different one. If he tried to tempt you with this girl, tomorrow he brings that one. If this one did not work, he brings that one. If high heels did not work, low heels will work. <laughs> so I'm busy with Bakang there at the back there during prayer. And I've got him like, hmm, my baby with high heels. She says, uh-uh, Pastor, this is not high heels. This is low heels. So I had to change my statement and said, oh, my baby with low heels. She said, yes, Pastor. Because <laughs> she had heels and I call every heel high heel. She said, ah, this is low heel. No tet. Today's high heel. <laughs> Let's go to Ephesians 3, amen? Are you getting something? Yes. Ephesians 3. Increase your? What will you use to increase your capacity? What will you do with the word of God? What will you do with the word of God? What will you do with the word of God? You build yourself up with it, right? And you study it, right? You allow it to dwell in your heart, right? How, 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 how? A little bit of it? How? Richly. Richly. Look at Ephesians 3. We're going to pick it up from verse 14. Ephesians 3. It says that the people who know their God will do great exploits. Ephesians 3 verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. No, 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 no. You know, I, I don't like reading the Bible in a rush. I like taking my time because... If you're in a hurry, you will miss out on a lot of things that I said. There's so much locked up in Scripture. You'll be amazed. You will be amazed at the Scriptures that you know, that you think you know. You'll find that there's too, so much in the Scripture that you don't know. It's so amazing. So when you meditate on the Word, you know, a lot of things get unlocked. You know, the meditation unlocks a lot of revelation. Now look at this. He says here that... He would grant you according, according. He grants you according 
to the riches of his glory. Can I suggest to you that the riches of his glory is his word? He grants you according to the riches of his glory to be what? To be what? He grants you from the riches so that you can be with, with might. He said through his spirit in the inner man. Say this. Say the inner man is the human spirit. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you want to explain to me? So, explain to me. So, so, uh, being strengthened with his might through his spirit in the inner man can mean this way. Through his spirit into the human spirit. Or through his spirit into my spirit. But what will enable for this transaction to take place? Strengthening through his spirit into my spirit. What will enable that to take place? What? Say, when I study the word of God, when I meditate on the word of God, when I speak the word of God, God, by his spirit, He's strengthening my spirit. You see, the word is the source of everything. Because the word is God. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You see, the, everything was made by the word, for the word, through the word. Because of the word. That he may grant you according to his riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Through his spirit into your spirit. Continue. That Christ may do what? Well. There's that word again. That Christ may do what? Well. Where? Where? Not in your Bible. I told you many times that this thing it's got no power. It's just a book like any other book. It's got no power. You can't scare the devil with this thing when you go, devil, uh-uh. He will take it and throw it there. But there's something that you do with this thing that makes it powerful. You open it up and you put it where? You put it where? Say, only when the word is in my heart, the word has power. Say, the word only has power when it's in my heart. And if it's really in your, in your heart, we will know it by your words, by what you say, by your mouth. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, speaks the mouth. What your heart is full of will come out of your mouth. What's abundant in your heart, that's what you say. 
So if you really want to test if you are full of the word, listen to yourself. If whenever you talk, you're always complaining, you're always worrying, you're always criticizing, that's what your heart is abundant with. So you can't change it even if you tried. But if you want to change the way you speak, then change what's in your heart. If you consistently say it, then you are full of it. <laughs> I almost said something. <laughs> you are full of it. <laughs> so when I have a man, is Manyala a sword? word? Is it a sword? It's not. The dean says. It's not. It's rubbish, ne? So it's nonsense. So if Njalo ukuluma manyala, ukuluma rubbish, that means you are full of? You are full of? I didn't say it. You said it. In that church, they say we are full of. I didn't say it. You are the one who finished my statement. <laughs> my grandfather, Magam Shabilo, Magam Nandi, Sigahambila, I say, Comanche, Magam Shabile, Magam Nandi, and whenever he's okay, he will shout at everybody. And as he's shouting at everybody, he used to like making a statement What's it, Malona? You are all full of. He used to say, you are all full of S-H-I-T. <laughs> you knew it. But you're not full of it, eh? Amen? Say, I'm full of the word. The word is abundant. Oh, here. The word dwell means to live in, to reside, to stay, to abide, to be settled in, to be housed. Amen? So the word must find a home in you. And I wrote here, do not reject the word from entering your heart. Let's finish the scripture quickly. I'm out of time. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And faith comes by? Yes. Go back, go back. Faith comes by hearing the word. So whenever you see faith, see word. Because the word is a source of faith. Amen. That Christ may dwell in your heart through the word, through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love. Being how? Rooted. Huh? Grounded. Where? Being how? Rooted. Eh? Huh? And God is? Love. So we can say being rooted and grounded in? Hey, shoot now. Being rooted and God. Because when you have God, you've got love. If you don't have love, you don't have God. Oh. You've got little love, you've got little God. You must be rooted and grounded in love. Amen? Now, 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 now rooted meaning, think about a tree with roots. Think about a big tree with roots. You, you, you can't push it down. 
it will stand. You can't knock that tree down. It will stand. Why? Because it's what? And? Now, when you are rooted and grounded in the word, in God, in love, Mamela, let them bring it on. If you are rooted and grounded, let them gossip about you. If you are rooted and grounded, let them criticize you. You will be unmovable because you are not rooted in gossip. You are rooted in what? I told you, if you keep being moved by critics and gossips, that means you believe what they say about you. You believe what they say about you. If it moves you, you believe it. Because we are not moved by what we don't believe. We are not moved by lies. So if the gossip is truth to you, it will move you. But you know why it won't move me? Because what's truth to me is what the word says about me. So if what you say about me is not in line with the word, why must I believe it? Because I've read an opinion which I regard greater than your opinion. Sorry, your little opinion. This is my greater opinion. Let's finish the scripture, please. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, continue, may be able to do what? Say capacity. Say capacity. May be able to do what? With all the saints, what is the width, the length, and the depth, and the height. Continue. To know the love of Christ. Or to know the word of Christ. Which surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled with all fullness of God. That you may be full with how much? With how much? We have not reached that level of fullness, with, of all fullness. We've not reached there. Because the level of word in us determines how much is being poured out in us. If you want God to pour more, more revelation, more knowledge, more power, get more word, get more word, get more word. The more word you get, the more word you get. Amen? I told you, if I want this church to grow twice or three times as this, the word, I need to fill my heart with the word in terms of increase and growth. I need to believe that God wants to grow this church. I need to see this church growing. I need to see that building. I need to see myself preaching in that building. I need to see us Enjoying praise and worship and everything. I need to see that beautiful children's ministry. I need to increase my capacity in my vision. In my faith. If you don't see it, you won't get it. In order for you to get it, you have to see it. Amen. 
To know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness. Continue quickly. Now, all everything that we read leads up to this. I know we like quoting this, but you need everything else. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to what? Uh, no, no, no. In terms of what we're talking about. According to what? Hey! According to what? Say, so God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above, according to the power of the, according to the riches of the, according to the depth of the, That does what? Say the word of God is working in me. It's building me up. It's enlarging me. The word of God is working in me. Say I love the teaching of the word. I can scream and just scream, scream, scream if you want me. Or I can teach. Amen? Amen. Alright. Psalm 119, 109. Psalm 119, 109. And the last one, Joshua 1, 8. I'm out of time. Psalm 119, 105. Sorry. 119, 119, verse 105. So, so when you read the scripture, it's dependent on you. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on to the scripture. It, it, it sounds and seems as if it's all up to God. Because it says to him who is able, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. But he does that according to the word that's in you. So the reason why you have not been seeing, seeing exceedingly, abundantly above, because there's no word. If, if you have not been seeing exceedingly, abundantly above, it's not God's fault. It's the word's fault. There's no word working in me for God to do exceedingly abundantly above. You know, this, this, this thing, I promise you, if you're not feeling like the way I felt when I was preparing this message, I felt like, yo, Hashem, I'm not a Christian yet. I know. I know there's still a long way to go. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. There's some preachers I've saw after they do this, they throw it to you and say, Receive. <laughs> <laughs> There's the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Capacity, eh? Are we done? Are you guys telling me that I'm done? That's why you switched off my screens? The screens, they switch them off. Now, Psalm 119, verse 105, since they switch off the screens, it says, The lamb, or the word is the lamb to my. What is a lamb? Right? The word is the what? So, what, when, when do you use lamb? When it's. So, in other words, when you don't know where to go 
And if you don't know where you are, and you don't know what to do, what do you need? What do you need? And the word will do what? Will light up your path. Huh? Will show you the way. So if you follow the word, what are you following? If you're following the word, what are you following? And it says, and a light to my path. To your path. To your path. Stop trying to walk on other people's path. That's not your path. Get the word and the word will show you your path. And don't criticize people because they are not in the same path as you. Who said they're supposed to be on the same path with you? Just because they don't see how you see. Ah, they see how they see according to the word that gives them vision. We expect too much from people and we don't know what capacity We, we, we don't know what capacity they have. The Bible says, work out your own salvation. Your own salvation. With fear and trembling. No, Rena, we work out other people's salvation with fear and trembling. We tremble and fear on other people's behalf. Listen, I'm the only person here authorized to work out your salvation. Of course I am. Joshua 1.8. Allah scripture. Joshua 1.8. It says, This book of the law should not depart from you, but you shall do what? On it when? And so that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Hello? And then you will make your? How? So how does prosperity come according to Joshua 1.8? Say prosperity comes by me not stopping talking about the word. I must continue to talk about the word. But talking about the word comes from meditation, meditating on the word. If you don't think about the word, if you don't allow the word to dwell in you richly, if you don't allow yourself to be exposed to the word, to be consumed by the word, to be captured by the word, you're not going to speak it. The word will not, will not, it will depart from your mouth because it's not in your mind. It's not in you. And, and even when it's in you, it's not rich. It's not abundant. It's not working. I wish I was studying because I, I, there's a lot that is just coming out of my heart, out of my spirit. I wish I was just studying. But two, I must continue. I think I love you. I think, I think you belong here. This is your home in Jesus' name. She says I must continue. But those that have been here with me for long, my sister, ah, they say part two. They are in a hurry, yo. The word of God draws in you richly. Are you guys getting it? 
please, I know you know this scripture and I know you can quote it. I know it's one of your favorite scriptures. Amen. I know this one. All the time. The anthem. I know this is a, a national anthem in this house. But please take your time and think about what's written here. What was written here is everything we spoke about. This scripture is loaded. And it will correct you. It will convict you. Really, I don't know if I'm the only one. You see me when I behave out of character. Yo, it bothers me because to me it means, Antoana, you lack word. You thought you were okay in that area. You lack word in that area. When I lose my patience, it happens especially with my wife when we are, when we are arguing. I wonder if you want to know if you are really a man of God, get married. <laughs> If you want to know if you are really a woman of God, get married. Marriage is God's design to prove how godly you are. You know, there are certain things that I used to think in this area. You can't touch me. And I'm not saying it's my wife. I'm saying it's marriage. And Lena, she must not say it's me. It's not me, yo. It's marriage. It's the way God made this thing called marriage. Marriage. It will test that word that you claim you have. You, you, you look all spiritual like you are deep. Get married. Let's see how deep you are. Bona. Marriage, it comes from the deep. <laughs> but let me tell you something. If you are able in marriage to say these words, I'm sorry. Then you're on the right track. If you are able to say, you see, I'm sorry means you have overcome pride. Remember, you don't say I'm sorry because you want to. You say I'm sorry because you know God expects you to. <laughs> In all the times I've said sorry, I did not want to. No. No, because I believe I was right. Because marriage has got nothing to do with how right you are. Marriage is not interested in how right you are. Marriage is all about how right he is. And when you read what he says here, it will step on all of us toes. This marriage, marriage is not about comfort. If you want to be comfortable, don't get married. Once you say, I do, uncomfortability says, hello. Once you say, I do, forget about, forget about Forget about comfort. Forget about I. Forget about me. There's no, I don't feel like it. Uh-uh. And f- I don't feel like it is not permitted in marriage. I feel used is not permitted. When you get married, you are signing up to be used. You will be used for another one's pleasures. 
The same way as when you say I do to Jesus, you're signing for Jesus' usage of you. Forget about I. Forget about me. Forget about self. The Bible says, he who comes to me must deny himself. He who gets married must deny himself. How? So if you love yourself too much, if you love yourself too much, remain single. <laughs> Amen? Come on, let's give God the praise. Let's give God the praise. Some of us, God has to empty us of ourselves because we are too full of ourselves. Lord, get, get, get Abby out of me. Get Abby out of me and put you in me. Get Abby out of me. I'm too much in me. Get me out. Get me out. Get rid of me. Put you in me. And when you has left, you can't get offended because you're not, you're not there. How, how do you get offended when you are not there? If you get offended, you are still there. Amen? That's why I shut the too much in this church because I pump them up and they think that they are godly. They get married, they go like, yo! <laughs> then they call me for meetings. Pastor, can we see you? I'm like, I'm available, come. And I just remind them of what they know. You see, the word of God is so amazing. Counseling is just a reminder to us of what we know. Counseling is not going to give us... Listen, if counseling gives you what you don't know, ah, no, 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 you should be very concerned about yourself. Very, very concerned about yourself. Counseling just reminds you of what you know, but you keep ignoring what you know, or you hope what you know is not the truth. Counseling just reminds you, go to, ah, ah, it is. Yeah, it's what's expected. It's what's required. Counseling is a tool that God uses to help those that are lazy to open the Bible. They come to us, the counselors who have read the Bible, and we tell them what's in the Bible. But they could have read it themselves and have self-counseling. I'm not saying don't come for counseling. I still call for counseling. Because there are those that open the Bible to a deeper level than I did. And I go to them. And they say, Abby, because you are lazy to open the Bible as deep as I did, let me tell you. And they show me things and explain to me things that I know in a better way than I saw it. And I say, thank you. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that true? Praise God. All right. Are you ready to give an offering?